I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Biz Talks. I'm Kim Singletary, the managing editor of Biz New Orleans Magazine. And this week we are, of course, talking about the French Quarter Fest that's going on this coming weekend. It is their 40th year doing this. And I have the woman behind it all, uh, the CEO and president of French Quarter Festivals, Inc., Miss Emily Madero. Thanks, Emily. Hi, thanks for having me. This is exciting. I know you guys are super, super busy, so I appreciate you taking a minute out amidst all the load in to, to chat with us. So um, I just wanted to give people a little bit of background on you. You are, you're not originally from New Orleans, right? I'm not. I grew up in Portland, Maine, um, you know, the, the other state with lots of Acadians and ended up <laughs> Orleans, I went to Tulane. And as many folks do, you know, came down here in March, I was eating crawfish and enjoying sunshine. And I think probably listening to a, a brass band on Tulane's quad and uh, haven't left since. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. We also did some time in the north and you come down here in a February or March and you're pretty much going to move here. <laughs> it speaks for itself or sell yeah. itself for sure. Basically. Um, so you've been with, um, you've been heading out this festival since 2017. Um, but before that you had some interesting gigs. So you, um, have worked with the idea village and you were a big part of new Orleans entrepreneur week. Yeah, I, um, you know, I helped a friend open a business called flavor paper, which was uh, hand silk screened wallpaper right out of school after I graduated from Tulane and, um, you know, my background was in Spanish and psychology and creative arts. And I, I really, that was an amazing um, experience, but realized, you know, I needed to go back and get some business tools in my toolkit. So I happened to go to business school. I think my first day was, you know, August 25th, maybe uh, 2005. Oh, uh, good timing. I went back to Tulane and, and really, um, realized right away after evacuating, I was in the middle of a, a home renovation and just started business school. And it was an absolute no brainer that um, I felt very compelled to come back to New Orleans and to help the city rebuild. And, and that sort of set the stage for, you know, my uh, early professional career in terms of really being focused on the nonprofit sector in a proactive way, you know, supporting New Orleans, um, you know, emerging from that disaster. Um, so I was with the Idea Village for 10 years um, and it was, you know, a really incredible experience, you know, very inspired working with startups from all across the city and also dipping my toe in live event production um, through New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. So it's just been incredible to see how much that has grown and evolved and, and hopefully all of your listeners got to partake in it uh, just recently as well. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And so you're, you've kind of switched gears because all the musicians, I mean, obviously that's a part of big part of our economy as well. And so these are all basically, you know, their own little small businesses. So, um, so tell me about, okay, so this is the 40th year. 
Um, so tell me about, I guess, first on that end, how is this year? How are you really bringing in the, the local, the local connection, the local artists, the local food, yeah. all of that? Well, really, you know, French Quarter Festival was founded, uh, the early organizing meetings were in 1983. The first festival was in 1984. Um, and it was really, you know, the brainchild of Dutch Morial, who was mayor at the time, had gotten together with a bunch of unhappy business owners that, um, you know, were operating in the French Quarter. And they had just undergone a major sidewalk and street renovation project, which, as we know, you know, the end results is, is always wonderful, but the process can be painful. And I think this was in response to, you know, hearing from folks that that had been a really tough in terms of business. And the first event, I, I don't think that there was necessarily any aspiration to go on for 40 years, um, but it was a reminder for locals to come back to the French Quarter. You know, the slogan was the French Quarter is for everyone. And um, we're bringing that back this year. You'll see it sort of um, in merchandise and throughout the festival in a number of ways. But I think it really does embody the founding spirit of what the French the first French Quarter Festival was all about and what it remains um, to be, but really just welcoming people back to this incredible, unique and historic neighborhood um, to celebrate and enjoy our unique culture. You know, nobody does food and music uh, and coming together like we do here in New Orleans. I mean, it really is you know, how we bring our communities together, how we mark the passing of the seasons <laughs> and the calendar. Um, and we have always maintained a focus on that, that local culture. So, you know, all of the musicians on our stages and the food vendors that participate are, are Louisiana based for sure, but really a primary focus on folks right here in New Orleans. You know, we want to celebrate our culture and, and make that accessible um, for our local community and our neighbors and also use our platform as a way to welcome visitors and to share that with uh, folks who aren't from New Orleans. And on that on that note, um, coming off of, you know, of Mayor Morial was, was kind of getting people back into the French Quarter. We obviously are coming off of a large pandemic. Um, so that's, that seems to be that's an important thing kind of more now than a lot it's been for a long time absolutely you know i think people just see it as a big fun party which it which it absolutely is um but certainly french quarter festivals inc which is the nonprofit that i run and the producer of the festival you know has a bigger vision in mind in terms of really celebrating preserving, promoting, uh, and showcasing our culture. And that includes our, our culinary lineup and artists and our musicians and, and lineup and artists and doing that in a way that provides economic opportunities. So, you know, the festival 40 years later, we welcome over 800,000 people in the French Quarter over four days. And that has a real and meaningful economic impact on the city of New Orleans, you know, and all of the participants, whether they be you know, our suppliers, our food vendors, our musicians, everybody involved. Um, the event has an economic impact of, you know, over $250 million uh, last year in 2022 coming out of the pandemic uh, and supports over 2000 jobs. So, you know, it is a, a wonderful, joyous occasion to partake in and to celebrate um, the culture that we love. Um, and it also does good in the city by, bringing in, you know, an important economic moment for the, the neighborhood. 
So let's talk about, we'll start with the music. Um, so you got more than 30 varieties of music on 20 stages. So what are, what are the big ones? What yeah, well, it's, it's hard to quantify <laughs> the diversity and the depth of talent in New Orleans. I think that that's one of the things that I love about French Quarter Fest is that um, you know, we have so many opportunities for so many artists, big or small. Um, you know, our focus is um, really on showcasing our local talent. And you've got folks, you know, all the way from grade school and K through 12. Uh, we've got young musicians playing at the Homer Plessy Community School at the Ernie Schoolhouse stage on Saturday and Sunday and all types of music. I think we've got everything from jazz ensembles to marching bands and strings. Um, but you know, we've got our, our larger stages that are operating all four days of the festival on the riverfront um, and a lot of uh, in between as well. So, you know, whether you enjoy strolling through the French Quarter streets, we've got uh, mostly a traditional jazz focus on Bourbon Street and Royal Street, um, or you prefer the brass bands, you know, the Louisiana Fish Fry stage down at the Jazz Museum at the Old U.S. Mint is one of my favorite spots. It's got all brass all day, Friday through Sunday. Um, that's always a lot of fun. And of course, you've got the WW Esplanade in the shade stage. I think one of my um, most fond memories of the festival, I had my kids who are now in middle school. Um, at the time I had one and a baby Bjorn and the other was about 18 months old and sort of half dancing, half toddling, you know, out on Esplanade. I think we were listening to Johnny Sketch and the Dirty Notes, but that's a great place to kind of spread out um, and really enjoy the, the music and the sort of relaxing vibes of that end of the quarter as well. And then of course we have the food. We do. Um, we cannot, about, we cannot forget about the food. So yeah, we've got over 60 culinary vendors and, you know, we all love the music, but I always say that the culinary lineup is my first love. <laughs> um, and just like, you know, the, the music, it's, it's always, you know, it's incredible with over 270 acts, you'd think we'd be able to book everybody we wanted and more. Um, but there's so much talent here in this city that of course we could never book everybody that we've loved to. We always try to strike a balance of, you know, hosting our perennial favorites like Irma Thomas, um, as well as finding those, you know, rising stars and up and coming artists. But we do the same with the culinary lineup and we've got our stalwarts um, for sure. You know, Vance Vaucresson has been making his sausage and here in Jackson Square since the first festival in 1984. And you can come out and um, eat his hot sausage po' boy this year in Jackson Square. Uh, but we also have a lot of new uh, food vendors uh, rep representing all sorts of, um, you know, diverse culinary traditions, um, really as New Orleans food culture has evolved and expanded, you know, so has our culinary lineup. So you can uh, go to Bao Mi, they'll be um, here this year. Uh, we also have Acropolis on Ferrets. So if you are a fan of Mediterranean food and Greek food, you can come enjoy some domatas, which I think are absolutely delicious. Um, you know, Baroness is a new vendor and they've got the socket to me shrimp, which is delicious. Um, and of course, like I said, you know, we've also got 
our festival favorites, you know, everybody looks forward to that mango freeze, mm -hmm. you know, or maybe, um, you know, Patton's seafood platter gets me every time they bring out the crawfish sacks, the, you know, the beignets and, and the oyster patties. And, you know, you find a, a quiet spot, well, maybe not super quiet, but uh, a, a still yeah. moment on the riverfront uh, to enjoy the music and uh, eat some delicious food. So, uh, you know, what's the process like for this? Like when you guys are, there's so much new food that comes up every year. How, how does that work? How do you figure out what vendors you want to go after? And, and sure. is it like a year long thing? Do you start like, as soon as this one ends, you start on the next one? It's a 12 month out of the year process for sure. So, you know, we've got a full-time team. It's a small but mighty team of eight of us who, who put on all of our events and, you know, Kenneth Spears, who's our food and beverage director, is always on the lookout for, uh, you know, delicious food and beverage that we can incorporate into the festival. But really, you know, we have grown with our festival family. You know, our food vendors are as much a part of, you know, our production as our core team and all of our volunteers and crew members. And so, you know, we want to honor and celebrate the folks that have been with us uh, forever and come back year over year and sort of make this festival the tradition that people look forward to celebrating every year. So we do have a lot of returning vendors year over year. Um, but of course, there's always a few spots that are available. And, um, you know, certainly in the last two years, we've had an opportunity to bring in more debuts than typical. Um, you know, the, you know, coming out of the pandemic has been a really challenging time, especially for our friends in the hospitality industry and the restaurant industry. Um, you know, with staffing capacity and other needs, it takes an incredible amount of time and preparation and human energy to stand up the festival operation for four days. And many of these folks also have uh, brick and mortar businesses. So sometimes it's, it's, too challenging to do both. Um, and that's given us an opportunity to expand. Um, so it's a little bit of a, a double-edged sword. While we miss some of our folks that haven't been able to return in the last two years, it's given us an opportunity to try new dishes and try new food. And we try to uh, do that in a way that, like I said, represents um, you know how New Orleans food culture is evolving and growing and, you know, what you might find in the culinary scene today, whether it's, you know, Vietnamese food or African fare or, you know, our traditional Creole and, and Cajun recipes. New Orleans business owners, up to 100% of your energy efficiency project costs could be covered by Energy Smart. Upgrade your building or equipment to get a cash incentive and save energy. And if you apply by June 30th and complete your project by September 30th, you can get a 25% bonus incentive. Don't wait. Apply now to save more. Call 504-229-6868 or visit energysmartbonus.com. That's 504-229-6868 or energysmartbonus.com. Um, but so what's, this is the big 40th year. Um, you guys are bringing back some favorite things and then you're adding some things too. So what's, I know fireworks is one of them. So, yeah. well, you know, I have to say in preparation for our 40th year, it's been such a fun 
you know, walk down memory lane. We've got to go through archives of old photos and sort of remind ourselves with some of the, uh, you know, incredible moments throughout the last 40 years and how much the festival has um, grown and evolved. You know, looking at pictures of can-can dancers, they had skydivers coming into Jack's lot, or, or sorry, Jackson Square at one point. Um, there used to be a an annual tug of war between NOPD and NOFD. So, so many fun. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, we've tried to bring back some photos and interviews of some of our um, board members and early founders. So there will be an installation at Oscar Dunn Park where you can um, take, a, take a photo op of yourself creating new memories here at French Quarter Festival, um, but there's also a QR code that will take you to our website to uh, watch videos, see photos, and sort of learn about the history. But we wanted to mark uh, the festival this year with a couple of special moments celebrating this 40th birthday, and we're going to kick off strong on Thursday. So uh, for those of you who, you know, are working downtown here in the city, you know, come for a lunch break. I would definitely encourage you to uh, come on over or at least sneak out early for happy hour. But we've got our opening day parade, which we do every year. But this year we have definitely packed it with more music um, and, you know, so many fun participants. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, we've got brass bands. We've also got the Black Magic Drumline, which is you know an incredible group um, to come enjoy. And that goes from the 200 block of Bourbon Street down down Bourbon Street to Saint Anne and files into Jackson Square. And it's just a really fun tradition and a high energy way to start the festival. So of course the festival operates 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, Thursday through Sunday. Uh, but if, if you're a diehard fan, you can come parade with us down Bourbon Street um, and you will be the first in the, the gates at Jackson Square uh, where we'll have an opening ceremony and we'll have um, some of Dutch's family members here with us with the Morial family. And we'll also have, you know, all of our uh, festival partners and sponsors and um, folks who have been, you know, really integral to the event over the years. And it's a nice way to kick off Preservation Brass uh, in Jackson Square, which, of course, was the location of the first festival. Um, we also do a special blessing of the weather. So if folks are concerned, if they've been monitoring the forecast, um, you know, we've got Father Philip from the cathedral and he's going to come over and make sure that we have nothing but sunshine to enjoy. And uh, we'll bookend the day um, after Irma Thomas is set on the Avita beer stage. Um, of course, we'll have a fireworks display that our friends at New Orleans and Company have made possible. And that's just going to be, you know, a really fun, high energy way to cap off the, the evening. Um, so wherever you are in the French Quarter or along the riverfront, you should be able to enjoy fireworks from 8 to 8.15. And this year, we're also bringing back our FQF After Dark series. So of course, our stages um, close down at about 8 p.m. You know, we've been committed to making sure that we have a really welcoming and inclusive event that is open, you know, for everybody, whether you're from New Orleans or just visiting, whether you are, um, you know, a parent with young children in tow, 
or um, you know, enjoying uh, some of our, our larger stages. Um, you know, we, we want this to be something that everybody in the family um, can enjoy. There's uh, music, no matter what your taste um, and experiences uh, really varied and diverse from small quiet stages to big crowds and high energy rock shows. But the, the FQF After Dark series is a way that, you know, if you are not quite ready to turn in at 8 p.m. after our stages go quiet, you can extend the music into the evening. And there's really some amazing shows that we're excited about. So we've partnered with uh, partner venues from across the city, and they'll each be hosting one night per show or one show per night. Uh, so uh, if you're out on Thursday evening after the fireworks, you can head over to the Four Seasons Garden, and they're going to be hosting Ivan Neville um, at nine o'clock, which will be, you know, an incredible set and another festival debut. We've got John Michael Bradford and The Vibe at Three Keys at the Ace Hotel on Friday. Um, and one of my favorites that uh, we can't always uh, work into our daytime festival set, but this is a wonderful way that our, our partners with the After Dark series help to extend and diversify our lineup. But we've got Boyfriend playing at the House of Blues on Saturday night and Eric Lindell at Tipitina's on Sunday. So uh, lots of great music um, and, and of course, you know, we've got sets from 11 a.m. until 11 p.m. all weekend long. Awesome. Um, on that note, with kids, with people with families, and we are one of them, and I know you are too, you guys have um, a STEM component. We have our presenting sponsor, Chevron, is really an incredible partner. They are not just a sponsor that, you know, puts their name on events, but they really work with us as production partners to add value to the event, to bring out volunteers to help this enormous community event run. Um, and they've just done an incredible job growing the STEM zone year over year. So that is hosted on Saturday and Sunday. Families can head to the Natchez Wharf right on the riverfront at the end of Toulouse Street. And we've got a number of community partners um, hosting different hands-on activities where you can learn about STEM. Uh, and the theme this year is the STEM Olympics. So, you know, I think you had mentioned you have younger children. When I started here, my kids were itty bitty, um, you know, six years later, it seems that they're growing fast. Time is marching forward faster than for them <laughs> me. And, you know, I keep on thinking that, you know, they might be growing out of some of these, uh, you know, youth focused areas, uh, but the STEM zone is really dynamic. They've got things for young children at the pre-K and kindergarten age. My kids are in middle school and it's the first stop that they want to make when they come to festival. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it really is. Um, a lot of fun. And of course, you know, right uh, across the walkway from there, um, we also have um, the National Jazz Historical Parks um, has a kid stage. So that is um, entertainment. Sometimes it might be youth um, artists. Um, for the most part, it's music that is focused on young audiences. A lot of times it's been interactive. Um, and so, you know, you can after you hit the STEM zone, you can walk over to the kids stage, sit down in the shade, maybe enjoy some lemonade. Um, and it's a really fun introduction to festival, you know, so the kids know it, there's something for them as well. Um, 
And we also have the Ernie's Schoolhouse stage. So um, over at the Homer Plessy Community School on Saturday and Sunday, we will be highlighting uh, youth artists. So uh, K through 12 bands um, will have all day on Saturday and Sunday. I have actually been you know, running into a couple parents who are excited to come see um, their children's debut festival uh, performances, but this is a way that young artists can um, experience being a part of the festival uh, in terms of, uh, you know, being a part of the talent and the lineup. Um, this year, we're also debuting a street stage um, right across from the Louisiana Supreme Court on 400 Royal. We'll have the Loyola University stage and um, it will feature, you know, a really diverse showcase of, of music, but on Saturday morning, they have a uh, ensemble class that will be competing for the opportunity to um, play a French Quarter Festival. So that will be a fun way that you can see some of our talented university students play at festival as well. Wow, so all ages of performers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. The talent that we have here in the city. Yep, yeah, it starts at birth. Let's <laughs> keep going. Um, well, I appreciate it. This is awesome. Um, it's a that's a fun rundown of what you kind of can't miss out this year on the big 40th year. And again, I mean, best free show. Wow, no tickets required. That's I mean, if there's one thing that makes this event more family friendly than almost any other activity you could choose throughout the year. You know, uh, being in the French Quarter, I think, is a really incredible experience for children to be able to just see this historic um, and unique neighborhood. There is everything from street performers to, you know, the big musicians on our main stages. But also, you know, when you hit diminishing return, you can get back on the ferry and go home <laughs> or you can duck into a bar or restaurant and enjoy some AC and, you know, take some downtime. Um, I think it makes it a really fun and easy way for um, people to be able to experience the, the festival and, and come and go um, as is comfortable. And it's not going to be real hot. So that's awesome. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> it's, the weather will be perfect, right? Because you're taking care of that. Exactly. We've got Father Philip. He's going to make sure that we have four days of sunshine. But, you know, again, this, this, um, Festival is unique, you know, it's it's a street party, right? So right. there's there's no fence, you're not stuck out in the middle of nowhere. If we get a momentary shower as we did last year, you know, we saw everybody just take a moment, they took a pause, they, you know, strolled into Canal Place or they went and had lunch somewhere close by and they came out after the, the rain passed. So um, hopefully we don't, um, you know, folks can find a, a place to stay dry and then continue the music. All right. So if people want to see the lineups and all that stuff, where, where should they find you? Frenchquarterfest.org or fqfi.org and make sure you also download the free app. So we've got our culinary lineup and our music cubes, uh, anything else that you need to know about how to get around and access the festival and you can build your own schedule as well. So awesome. folks uh, should be able to map out a good plan. There you go. <laughs> French Quarter Fest for everything else. All uh, right. 
I appreciate it, Emily. Um, I know you guys are doing some load-in, so, so get to it. And we'll see you out there on the streets starting on Thursday. Great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.